If you want to approach your birth feeling cool, calm and confident, then you are in the right place. Welcome to HypnoWhat. I'm your host Claire, a doula and hypnobirthing teacher from Edinburgh and I'm here to help you look forward to birth. So let's get going. Hello pals. It has been a good few weeks since I last treated you to an episode. I have got to be honest, this year has been pretty non-stop. When I've not been supporting births, I've actually been really unwell, which has been a bit of a shock to the system because I am very rarely sick. So having had three spells already this year where I've been unable to get out of bed, uh, I am hoping that that is my share of being poorly done and dusted for the year because I'm on call pretty much now until like mid-July on and off. Um, so yeah, looking forward to welcoming lots of lovely babies into the world. Um, in the midst of all these bugs and births that I've been doing this year, uh, my husband and I actually took our little girl on holiday for a week. We nipped over to Norway to go skiing, which was just amazing. Russell, my husband and I, um, worked a ski season together back in 2011 and skiing is definitely thing. I always joke that I love him 10% more in the mountains. I say joke, I think it might be true. <laughs> uh, but it's just such a happy, peaceful, playful place for us. Um, but we've not been for years, so it was really special to be going back together and taking our little climby bean with us. And that was her first time skiing, so she's just turned four. And yeah, it was so lovely. She was a wee legend as well. If you follow me on Instagram, you maybe caught a couple of videos that I shared of her just absolutely nailing it after a couple of days. I mean, I'm a fine skier, but Russell is excellent. And I can definitely see holidays in the future where I'm abandoned and the pair of them head off for off-piste adventures. So anyway, back to the Hypnopop podcast. So today I am taking you back to basics and I'm going to be talking to you all about breathing. And I want to talk to you about this because it's one of the most well-known aspects of hypnobirthing. Like, how many times have we heard somebody say that hypnobirthing is just breathing? But despite it being so well-known, I don't think actually people fully appreciate why it's important or how impactful it can be. And this goes for if you're pregnant or not as well. Breathwork is a really excellent tool to have at your disposal at any point in life. Um, if you've listened to my other episodes, you'll more than likely have heard me talk before about how I use box breathing pretty much every day. So I'm going to straighten out all this breathing stuff for you today, hopefully give you a bit of knowledge that will build your confidence to be able to find techniques that work for you. So here goes, breathing. Why is it so important? Well, my wee pals, I shall tell you for why. <laughs> it's important not just because we all need oxygen to stay alive, but you can use your breathing as a tool to control the chemistry of your body. Now, I hear you. You're like, whoa, that's mad. That's weird. What does that even mean, Claire? Well, what it means is that the way you breathe can trigger the release of different hormones. And hormones are your body's messaging system. They are one, they are a way of one part of the body communicating with other parts of the body to create a reaction. And that's a super simplified version of what they are and what they do. 
And one of the hormones that we know is super important in birth is the love hormone, oxytocin. Oxytocin makes contractions happen, so that is obviously pretty crucial in birth. Another hormone that we want to be really mindful of during labour and birth is adrenaline. And adrenaline can slow or stall labour, so that's not really your pal. And an important thing to know about these two is that they are antagonistic to one another. So if your body is producing one, it's not making the other. Based on what I've just briefly told you there, you can probably see that oxytocin is the one that we want to encourage its production as much as possible. Adrenaline, mm, not so much. Now, when the hormone oxytocin is high in the body, it also impacts on your state of mind. It helps you to feel calm and positive, safe and happy. You get a massive burst of oxytocin when you orgasm. So think about that post-orgasm high. How does that feel? And now think about what your breathing's doing in those scenarios. It's likely to be slow and steady. Your body rhythmically taking big, deep, nourishing breaths. Now, let's have a think about when adrenaline is high in your body. This is when your nervous system is activated, you're uncomfortable, you're stressed, panicked, scared, angry. Think about feeling any of those emotions now and imagine about what your breath is likely to be doing. Quick, shallow breathing, most likely accompanied by a pounding heart, sweaty palms, dry mouth and lots of other signs that your body does not feel safe. Now, there are many reasons that we would want to avoid that fight or flight nervous system activation during birth. But we're keeping this as a short and snappy episode about breath work. So I'm going to keep this short and snappy now by saying this fight or flight response halts oxytocin production and that can slow or stall your contractions. It diverts blood flow away from your uterus to pump it to your arms and legs and it can make you feel panicked and out of control. And that is not really much of a vibe, is it? Like, if we could choose not to be in that state of mind, we probably would, right? And this is why one of the goals of hypnobirthing is to try and help you feel as relaxed as possible about birth. Not just because it's a more positive state of mind and emotional experience, but because of the impact that that state of mind can have on your body's functioning. Yes, it is much nicer to feel happy than stressed, but it's also much more optimal for the physiology of your birth. Now, being relaxed, feeling calm and confident, what that does is it helps your body to surrender to birth, to give it space to unfold. But, of course, we can't completely switch off your body's instinctive responses, and that's what your nervous system is. It's a... way of keeping you safe that has evolved over tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of years it is nigh on impossible for us to completely switch that off so it's likely that at some point during labor you will find yourself activated and that's fine because there are tools that you can use to get yourself back to a place of calm and one of those tools and quite possibly the most impactful is using your breath. So let's hark back to five minutes ago, me saying that your breathing can help you to control your body's chemistry. What I mean by that is that you can encourage your body 
out of a state of nervous system activation simply by taking control of your breath. When you consciously slow your breath, what that does is send a signal to your body that there is no imminent threat. You are not in any immediate danger. You do not need to prepare for running away. You do not need to prepare for fighting and defending yourself. Because that's what this nervous system activation is. That, that's why it's called a fight or flight response. It is priming your body to either fight something or to run away from it. And while there are many different breathing techniques that you can use during labour, if all that goes out the window and you forget the counts or the visualisations or anything else you've practised with during pregnancy, just know that the most important thing is to slow your breath and to try and get some deep breaths in. Big, deep inhales, long, controlled exhales. It's that real lengthening of the breath that really helps to tell your brain that there is no immediate danger here. We are safe. It doesn't really matter whether if you're working out counts, if you're counting to four or to seven. What matters is that you turn shallow, fast breathing, that you feel right in the top of your chest. You want to turn that into deep breaths that you feel down in your belly, that we're lengthening really short, gaspy breaths from in, out, in, out, in, out to in and out, in and out. I'm going to very briefly introduce you to two different breathing techniques that you might choose to use during labour and birth. We call these wave breathing and birth breathing. Now wave breathing is most useful in the first stage of labour, so that's when your contractions are working to open your cervix and to move those horizontal muscles of the uterus up so that they're sitting behind baby. So that's what we're, what's happening in the first stage of labour. Wave breathing is where we want to take a long controlled inhale followed by a slow controlled exhale. A general rule of thumb for this is breathing in for seven and out for seven. However, I really encourage you to find numbers that work for you. I really struggle with seven myself. For me, four is the magic number, but for other people, that won't feel long enough. That won't feel like a long breath. But just practice, play about with it. And once you've got to grips with what works for you, I'd suggest maybe doing a bit of practice breath work with your birth partner, just so that they roughly know what kind of counts you're doing, so that they can mimic that during birth, and also so that they know what your breathing looks and sounds like. That kind of practice though, just to caveat that, it doesn't need to be long. It can be a couple of minutes. They can even just observe you for a while if you're tuned into a guided relaxation. Do not put off doing something like this because you think you need to set aside an hour to do it. Honestly, short and sweet works just as well. Um, it can also be a really good idea to practice working with your breath as soon as contractions begin or if you're experiencing Braxton Hicks. I say practice because you might find in the early stages of labour that you don't really need to use your breath to work through contractions um, or that you need to distract yourself at all. However, by working with your breath as early in labour as possible, it becomes much more habitual and rhythmic and familiar 
by the time you're in active labour. So it's just going to mean that it's got more of an impact. So I want to talk to you as well about birth breathing. And we're going to talk a wee bit about noise here as well, because I think at this point in labour, you know, this is the pushing stage that we're talking about here. It can be really therapeutic to make a bit of noise. It can feel like a release. Not everyone will feel like this. Some people will prefer to focus quietly and that's fine. There's no right or wrong. But when people think about noise in birth, they can often think about screaming. And we have the lovely media to thank for that. <laughs> but let's think about think about screaming. How does that feel in your body? How does that feel emotionally? Like just thinking about screaming, I feel tense, I feel uncomfortable. It, it's not a positive sensation. It's quite frightening. Screaming really makes us tense and that's not what we want. Now, if you're on the verge of waking up a toddler or you're listening to this in the office on your lunch break, <laughs> you can sit this one out. But if you're not, if you're at home or you're and you're by yourself, try making like a long, deep hum or an ooh sound, something like mmm or oh. Do you feel that somewhere in your body? How does making those sounds make you feel? Hopefully, it's a little more restorative. It can be a really good sound to make to give you a feeling of release. And you might have heard people talk about mooing in labour. Midwives are actually trained to, to notice this sound. Um, a lot of people instinctively will make a kind of mooing sound as baby is descending and their bodies are preparing to begin pushing. And the type of breathing that I would like you to practice for use during this pushing stage of labour is actually quite different to stage one. So we're looking for a shorter but still deep inhale, followed by as long an exhale as you can manage. And letting that exhale out as a hum or a low kind of mooing sound, that can really help some people focus on sending the breath down. And again, like I said, some people can just find that making that noise gives them a bit of relief. It can feel like a real release. And this type of breathing during a physiological birth is, is usually instinctive. But again, if for whatever reason you panic, we've talked about transition before, that adrenaline spike that can kind of throw us off, get your partner filled in on this too so that they can use these techniques to support you, so that they can remind you about the kind of breathing that is beneficial at this point in labour. And what this kind of breathing also does is it helps to keep your face and mouth soft. And tension in the face is linked with tension in your pelvic floor. Words to live by, floppy face, floppy fanny. <laughs> we want to be thinking soft and open, relaxed, your face and jaw are actually connected to your pelvic floor by the ligaments that run all the way down your spine. So what you can do is you can shake off tension in the face by giving your jaw a little wiggle or you can exhale through horse lips as well. So that's like a sh short deep inhale like we just said and then exhaling through your lips to be a bit like... If you can imagine what I've looked like as I'm doing that. <laughs> I think a really good place 
to practice this kind of breathing is actually on the toilet when you're having a poo. Especially if you get a bout of constipation like many pregnant people do. The reason that this is a good time to practice is because doing a poo is an ejection reflex. And while your baby is not coming out of your bum, some of the principles are the same. It's a physiological process of your body moving something that's inside of it to the outside. One of the most commonly asked questions that my hypnobirthing classes and that doula clients will quite often chat to me about is how will I know when to push? Well, think about that the next time you're on the toilet. How do you know that you need a poo? How do you know how to do it? Your body is telling you that it's happening and sometimes you might be getting signals that you need to push with it. Other times you won't, it'll just happen. And that's kind of similar for birth. When people talk about breathing their baby out, they're not saying they took a couple of breaths and the baby fell out. What they're saying is that it wasn't a conscious process, that their body did most of the work by itself and they just used their breathing to work through the sensations of labour. Now, hopefully today's episode has given you a little bit more of an insight into why breathing is important. And as with everything in hypnobirthing, these tools are most effective if they are familiar. What that means is you'll get the most out of them in labour and birth if you practice during pregnancy. To help you get some practice in, I have recorded a guided breathwork relaxation track for you, which will be released as a bonus episode alongside this one. So definitely pop that on after you finish listening to me now. And you will have to excuse my slightly husky voice. As I said, I've been on and off poorly and yeah, my voice is just taking a break at the moment. Um, <clears throat> hopefully that doesn't put you off. I'm also at the moment working up a plan for future episodes and excitingly going to be having more guests on to chat to me, which I'm really looking forward to. Please, if you have anything that you would like me to explain, to hear me explode or chat about with someone, just shoot me a wee DM on Instagram and I will get it added onto my spreadsheet of episodes that are in the pipeline. And I also have a wee favour to ask. The HypnoWhat podcast is currently sitting just shy of 30,000 downloads, which just blows my mind. I love that the podcast helps people to prepare for birth for free. I love that it makes information about birth accessible anytime, anywhere. And when I looked on the the place that I host the podcast, when I looked on today and saw how high it was on downloads, I thought, oh, can we get that up to 50k by the start of the summer? <laughs> Which maybe is a bit ambitious, but this brings me to my favour. I would love it if you could share your favourite episode with your pregnant pals or maybe on your Instagram page if you could share the podcast and help me to get that number up but also just to be spreading the word about hypnobirthing and helping more people look forward to and feel confident in giving birth and if sharing isn't your thing or maybe you just really want to double down on helping me to boost the podcast a rating or review on your podcast app of choice would be absolutely amazing. It really does help people to find my show. So 
I would just appreciate it so much if you had a couple of minutes to spare and were able to do that for me. So thank you so much for tuning back in. Check out that guided breathwork relaxation and you can look forward to hearing from me again next week. Hopefully back to my normal voice by then. Okay, cheers guys. Bye! Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the HypnoFlock podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to make sure you don't miss an episode and you can find out more about what I'm up to by heading to birthingparentsclub.com. See you next time.